Greetings and welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 106. We are discussing the Century Tournament of Champions on the PGA Tour. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gambler aware. I'm Steve Bamford, PGA Tour Preview at Golf Betting System. And with me, we have Golf Betting Systems European Tour expert, Paul Williams. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? How was your Christmas? Well, we've had December off, haven't we, the two of us? We've we've been doing a lot of work and other projects. Christmas was great this end. Was Christmas good yeah. for you? Yeah, good. Yeah, Chris, Christmas off of sorts, I guess we could say. Yeah, away, away from golf a little bit to get a break from that, but uh, certainly keeping ourselves busy with uh, various thumbs and various pies, but all good. All, all good uh, to keep us ticking over. Paul is in the back end of Norfolk for uh, listeners this week, and uh, <laughs> we'll see if technology holds up in uh, in Fingers the uh, in 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 uh, rural Norfolk. Uh, golfbettingsystem.co.uk is our website. Uh, website naturally, we're available on social media. You can join our golf betting system Facebook group. Link is in the description box of the podcast. Um, if you're a Twitterer, you can follow Paul at Golf Betting. You f- can follow me at Bamford Golf. You can look out for the Golf Betting System YouTube channel where I present the Golf Betting Show every week. The Century Tournament of Champions show has just been recorded, recorded and published. Podcast is available on Podbean. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Overcast. It's on Buzzsprout. It's on iHeartRadio. So you can listen to it. Uh, there's about two pages now of, of uh, on Google of different... Uh, podcast distributors that you can now listen to the podcast on uh, we are also on audio boom which was one that we added in the winter um, we have a review as we tend to do we'll always ask for a review um, from you guys on itunes if you would be able to pull together a review for next week's show that would be much appreciated of course we'll read it out for our uh, sony open have you got a tournament next week on the european tour Paul? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the South African Open with a uh, a field of just two hundred and forty players. Oh, okay, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to start start my research nice and early for that one. Two hundred and forty players, <laughs> my lord. So anyway, Paul's got the South African Open next week. He's looking forward to that greatly. <laughs> I've got the Sony Open that I always seem to get the bloke that finishes second in. Um, if you could re, uh, write us a review on iTunes for that show, we'd really appreciate it. I've got one here. Uh, it's from Jerry Gong. He lives in the United States of America. Jerry, we really appreciate the time and effort that it took you to write this review on iTunes. Title of the review is The Best. He's given us five stars, Paul. If you are looking for an elite PGA and Euro Tour insight, this is the place. Helpful for outright and each way bets, along with the uh, DFS. Thank you from Minnesota. Lovely, thank you, Jerry. Thanks for taking the time and giving us such a lovely review. I know one thing with, uh, about Jerry. If he's in Minnesota, it's going to be a damn sight colder in Minnesota than it is here in the United Kingdom right now, mm. and it's pretty cold here. But no, nothing of Minnesota proportions. Right, there's a couple of things to mention before we get into the Century Tournament of Champions. I know that we have a new majors competition that you want to tell listeners about, so you crack on with that. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, for, for the night, this will be our ninth annual 
um, GBS Majors competition and Bet365 have kindly stepped up to the plate once again to sponsor our 2020 edition of the Majors competition. Dead simple. Um, instructions are on, we'll put a link in, a link through to the instructions page, um, which is on the site right now. But it's dead simple. You pick four different players, one for each of the four majors um, for this year, and you get scored based on their dollar earnings for each of those, or for that particular um, major competition that you choose to select that player for. Um, so over the course of the four majors, we'll tot up the um, dollar earnings for each of the entrants who've had a go in this year's competition and we'll create a little leaderboard and we'll see how everyone's doing. And at the end of the fourth major, which is the Open Championship this year, we'll be able to declare our major competition winner. And there's a first, second and a third place prize. First place is £150 or currency equivalent, second place is 75, third place is 25 pound. It's effectively a one and done, so you can only use one player for each of the four majors, and you need to enter those players before the start of the Masters. So you need to have your crystal ball out as to who's going to be playing well and doing well by the time we get to the Open Championship, but uh, always an interesting one. I know a lot of players or a lot of, um, a lot of people like to place a four-fold accumulator or Yankee or similar on the uh, the players they select for the four majors at this point in time. So it's an interesting way to uh, keep a bit of interest going for the uh, for the whole season. What was the winning score of our uh, winner last year, putting you on the spot? Yeah, in terms of the exact score, I couldn't tell you, but they got two of the four major champions yeah. right, which wow. is pretty good going, really. And mm. um, the best we've ever had was three out of four, which when you're wow. picking the major champions, uh, you know, December, January, February, March, even if you're picking them just before the start of the uh, the, the Masters, which you're entitled to do, the, the closing date isn't until the first tee-off time. Um, at Augusta, which is on the 9th of April this year. So you can leave it right up until the uh, the last moment if you want. Um, but even so, if you're managing to pick two or three, you know, or, or some, you know, somehow yeah. manage to pluck all four of the uh, major champions out before the start of the Masters, then uh, very well done to you. But, mm. yeah, we always get some really good entries. So it's uh, so a bit of fun and uh, some cash prizes up for grabs as well if you uh, pop along. Follow, follow the link that will be in the description here or... And there's a link also on Steve's preview this week on the uh, the site or on Twitter or on Facebook. You can't fail to find it if you have a little look for our uh, competition details this week. £150 in cash to the winner and then additional mm, support prizes. Yeah, £75 yep. and £25 for second and third. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so, uh, thanks again so, to Bet365 who've put up the uh, the prizes. So get involved with that. We'll be mentioning that uh, all the way to the first tee-off time at the Masters in April. Mm. Another thing I wanted to mention before we get stuck into this week's, uh, or for 2020's first tournament, is uh, our each way um, research that we pull together each and every year. We, we track the amount of each way places that are given away by the leading bookmakers. Of course, 2019 has just finished. In terms of the results, I just wanted to highlight to listeners, I'll put a link in the description box to this particular document as well. Um, Paddy Power, they led the way, uh, I'm including in this, 
European Tour, PGA Tour and Major Championships. Paddy Power, 208 additional places across 2019, led the way from Boyle Sports with 204 additional places. Betfair Sportsbook were then third with 197 additional places. Um, of course, you can uh, you can open up a new account via Golf Betting System across Paddy Power or Boyle Sports, who actually gave away the most European tour spots in 2019 of any mm. bookmaker, Boyle Sports. Yeah, it was noticeable, wasn't it? They really did start to improve their proposition um, pretty much from the start of the year, but certainly towards the end of the year, it was uh, it was really quite consistent. And I think as punters, that's all we want, isn't it? It's a bit of consistency and a bit of... Uh, Bit of regularity to the uh, to the offers that are out there, um, and uh, those extra places always can come in handy, particularly with the ties that you often get for for golf at the end of the tournament. So I yeah, think we've we've, we've been banging the consistency drum since we started the golf betting system website way back when ten years ago. In terms of bookmakers that are con- constantly um, giving value rather than you know switching and changing week in week out. Um, yep. So you know it's it's hats off to Paddy Power. It's definitely hats off to uh, Ball Sports. They were they weren't in the top three lot in twenty eighteen. Now they've jumped straight into second spot. Um, others that are worth mentioning: Coral always offering seven places each way on full field events, both European Tour and PGA Tour. So Coral's a decent account to have on board. Uh, we do a um, a new customer offer at Golf Betting System, which is a boosted. Bet ten pounds or ten euros and get thirty euros, thirty pounds in free bets. That's a boosted new customer offer via Golf Betting System that you wouldn't go if you get uh, you wouldn't get if you went direct to Coral. The other bookmaker that is definitely worthy of notice this time around in twenty nineteen is Betfred. And if we'd have said Betfred four or five years ago, they they were a bookmaker that, from a golfing perspective, were quite a long way off the pace, weren't they, Paul? But it has been noticeable, especially in terms of each way places, that uh, they've been they've been um, up at seven places each way, even eight places each way on some of the bigger tournaments throughout um, the latter end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So overall, overall in our analysis, they um, for twenty nineteen they gave away one hundred twenty six additional places, which actually placed them in sixth spot. But if they keep going in 2020 the same way that they have been throughout 20, uh, the latter end of 2019, I'd expect them to be right near the top challenging the lights of Coral and Betfair. Yeah, yeah. And it's good to see these uh, this bookies start to get involved with this. You know, It's clearly a, a, a big battleground for the bookies to... Uh, to attract uh, attract the bets of punters who are out there looking for looking for the best terms. So a bit of consistency, as you just said, and also uh, you know, sometimes breaking the mould. Perhaps someone will go 10 places next week in uh, South Africa, give me a fighting chance of, uh, of getting a return with 240 men in the field. You never know. 12 places, that would be good, wouldn't it? You might end up being able to get, say, 6-1 to one on Christian Brzezadenhout. <laughs> yeah. Louis Oosthuizen at five to one in a two hundred and forty man field. Yeah, five or, 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 or nine to two. I'm sure you're <laughs> looking forward to it. It's a it's a great event to kick off your 2020 with, isn't it? That one. Yes. Now you 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 Very talk you talk about a two hundred and forty man field. Mm. Uh, this week over in the P, on the PJ Tour, the first event of 2020, I've got a 34 man field. Mm. Um, this is the event. 
that always takes place at uh, Kapalua on Maui. Beautiful views of the Pacific. Um, it's the kind of golf tournament that we... It's an awkward one in the UK. You, it's very, very difficult to watch any live golf because of the time difference. It's yeah. one of those events you tend to watch the following morning when you actually know what's happened the night after, the night before on the leaderboard when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. Yeah, try not to look at the leaderboard. Or you just don't, you know, your players are really struggling, you don't watch any of it. But um, it's a winner's only event. Uh, and we had qualif- qualifiers that aren't playing in this. Brooks Kepka, the world number one. Rory McIlroy played in this last year, but isn't playing in it this year. Tiger Woods never plays it, or he hasn't played it for years. Justin Rose, Francesco Molinari, Phil Mickelson, C.T. Pan. Those seven players have chosen not to play in it this year. We have a 34-man field. Um, So clearly, short field. Uh, It's a short field and a very long golf course. Mm. We're we're looking at uh, 7,500 yards. Um, it's above sea level, but it's clearly not that far above sea level because you can uh, you can see the coastline. Um, so it's not uh, there's no elevation or any kind of altitude to it. Now we've got some very big names in it, and then we've got a field that really does drop away. So John Rahm at four to one is the favourite. Justin Thomas at five to one. Xander Schauffele, the defending champion, at a single digit price of eight to one. It's not often you see Xander single digits. It's also not very often you see Dustin Johnson. I noticed this week, Paul, world number five. That is the highest he has been, or the lowest he's been in the official world golf rankings since he won the US Open in 2016. Yeah, uh, it does yeah. help. It does help, I suppose, if you play golf tournaments, um, which well, he hasn't done. Probably, no, we've not seen him since Eastlake, have we? So I know he had, had a little. Um, Issue with his knee, didn't he? He had a um, cartilage or something. But uh, I think the, the plan was that we were supposed to see him in the, in the well, not the full series, but the the events between uh, Eastlake and... Uh, he did play Shazan and he played it very poorly. I think it was 20, oh, 28th right. yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, he played the President's yeah. Cup as well. But um, he's he's no no way up to speed. You, you can grab double digits on Dustin Johnson, mm. 11 to 1, which actually yep. probably isn't the best price considering he hasn't played much golf. Uh, mm. Cantley at 12s, Patrick Reed at 14s, Fowler at 16s with Gary Woodland, and then we're out to the likes of Colin Morikawa, Paul Casey at 25 to 1, and then the likes of Champ, Kuchar, Wunderkind, Neiman, Brendan Todd, Matthew Wolf, Kevin Kisner. It does fall away, and we've even got the likes of 1,000 to 1 shot Martin Trainer. Mm. Um. What can you say about it? It's an interesting tournament on the basis of the short man field. We have five places are being offered a fifty odds this week. Uh, standard industry standard is four and a quarter, but the likes of Ladbrokes, the likes of William Hill, the likes of Betfair, Bet Victor, Paddy Power, Coral, Bet Fred, uh, Bet Way, have all gone f- and ball sports have all gone to five places in a fifth. So you can get an extra place out of it if you would like that um, angle. It's a weird setup here. Um, on the side of a cliff, effectively, mountainside, um, it's the, they reckon it's the hardest walk for players and caddies all year. Some serious, serious um, undulations, both up and down. Um, lots of blind tee shots. Lots of um, uphill and downhill holes. Past 73, 
which is unique on the PGA Tour. Um, we're looking at 7,500 yards plus. Only par- four par fives, though. And actually, three of the par fives are pretty much reachable to the whole field. There's two mm. There's two at five, one at 515, I think, one at 520, one at 550, which even in modern day golf, 550 is reachable yeah. pretty much to the whole field. And then you've got the closing 18th, that big 630 yarder down the hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. To add more intrigue this year, designers, the original designers, Coor and Crenshaw, uh, of of course, of Pinehurst Number no. Two, and also Trinity Forest, uh, the HP Byron Nelson in Dallas fame, uh, they designed this in '91. Opened the course, um, but the course, you know, courses just get old, don't they? Grass wears out, uh, bunkers get uh, you know corroded, eroded away. They even get moved in certain circumstances. They've renovated this golf course um, February 2019 through to October 2019. So we're actually dealing now with a new golf course. Now, when I say new, I don't think it's going to be visually that different. But all greens have been relayed and recontoured. Green approaches have been recontoured. We've also got... Tee boxes that have been moved in lots of circumstances. So I don't think the scorecard, from what I'm reading, although the PGA Tour media website isn't up and running, um, I haven't seen a scorecard for this. But I would expect some differences in whole yardages. But I still think it's going to be past 73. I still think it's going to be 7,500 yards or there or thereabouts. Might even be longer. Um, There are going to be changes to the golf course. The main change, though, from what I've read um, throughout is um, the designers mentioning the fact that they wanted to get the golf course to play firmer and faster, as it did when they first opened it in 1991. The, The aim being that this is such a contoured golf course, and it's also a golf course that can get absolutely hammered by winds. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it, haven't we? Trade winds from the northeast or Kona winds mm. from the southwest. They're trade winds this week, which is the predominant wind out in Maui. So it's the kind of wind that the course was designed for. But we're looking at 30, 35, gusting 40 miles an hour for uh, three of the four days this week. So you, I, I'm looking for wind players. That's that's one thing that was absolute paramount to me. Someone that's comfortable in the wind and great at putting uh, in a wind situation. Um, but... They're expecting the ball to travel further on the fairways this time around than we've seen. We've seen this golf course play very soft and mundane, quite benign over the years. I think we're going to see a lot more roll on the fairways. They want the ball to go into positions where the contours of the the golf course take balls to areas that the golfers don't want it to go into. That's the key here. How it affects scoring? Well, I think if we're looking at strong wins this week and a firmer golf course... Um, strong winds will translate um, to watered greens, I would expect. Um, I expect the greens would be firmer anyway because they've been relayed. But if it's going to be blowing 35, 40 miles an hour, they're going to have to <coughs> water these putting surfaces. Yeah, yeah. So I think what you yeah. could see is a scenario I, I, where you get, you've got a firm and fast, fairwayed golf course with quite receptive greens. But you've still got some severe winds to be dealing with across Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so if you've got a player who can can play wind adequately, he's got the shot shape and the uh, 
the different shots in his bag to uh, to be able to navigate round when it's blowing. Um, it, it doesn't tend to. I mean, we've seen it really windy there in the past. Unless it's you know blowing an absolute gale, it's uh, it's, it's still relatively scorable, wasn't it? It's, uh, as you said in the preview, I think the the way the wind is coming over the weekend is likely to make the course play a little shorter, which um, won't necessarily make it you know that much tougher. But clearly, you're going to be able to need to handle um, that wind with the way you play. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm looking at past scores, Paul. I, I remember a year here. Um, it was a. Th- it was it. It was blowing so hard they had to cancel um, about two days' play. 15, yeah, I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. Fifteen under one that year, 2013. Dustin Johnson. Um, yeah. But then we've seen years. Jordan Spieth, 30 under, 30 under par. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last uh, Dustin Johnson won at 26 under par. Uh, in 2018, and that had significant wins. He did win by a margin, mind. I I think with a new, I mean, this is us presupposing this stuff based upon no information from the PGA Tour as yet as to you know th- how the scorecard scorecard's going to look. But just reading between the lines, firmer fairways, a lot of wind, new contoured. Putting surfaces, they're going to be Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass, so the same kind of grass, Tiff Eagle, but they're going to be firmer. Um, we've also got Celebration Bermuda grass. The whole golf course has been relayed. I just get the feeling that a lot of the the, the tour pros um, notebooks and distances are going to be mucked up slightly. I reckon potentially high teens winning this, as opposed to twenty three under last year. Yeah, or thirty under doesn't doesn't feel right, particularly if it is. Um, you know, you know, with new uh, greens when they've been laid, they do tend to be firmer anyway, don't they? Just by the, mm. just, just by the fact that they're brand new greens, so um, you'd expect that to uh, to translate into a few shots off of the uh, the winning total. Size of greens, I think, remains pretty much as it was. It's just the contouring of the greens. They've mm. they've they've made them less severe. To be able to give them more potential pin placements, which works both for the PJ Tour, but the fact that I think they get forty thousand um, amateur rounds around here each year, and it wears the golf course out, so yeah. that they're making those greens a lot more playable with more um, of a view for the amateurs. Um, so that's where we're at with the golf course. This this tournament to me, it's very very easy to get sucked into the route of pure bombers around here. And I used to, but recently I've become, it's more to me, it's really an all-round test of golf for me. I think you need a player that can create plenty of chances. Bearing in mind, this golf course is always in the top 10 hardest in terms of proximity to hole. Yeah. It's very, very difficult with the size of the greens and the contours of the greens to get consistent approach play to, you know, where you're, you're hitting it close to 8, 10 feet. Nor you know around here, fifteen to twenty footers are, are a good chance. Mm. Um, and if you just look at Xander, who won last year, Dustin Johnson, streaky putter, Justin Thomas, exceptional putter when he's on form, Jordan Spieth in sixteen, Patrick Reed in fifteen. You know the, these aren't tee to green ball strikers. Zach Johnson in twenty fourteen, Steve Stricker in twenty twelve. These are excellent putters. Mm. And that's kind of where I'm leaning in my selections. Yeah, and there's, there's certainly a mix of lengths there as well. You know, they're, they're not all. I, I, I know what you're saying. There's kind of this uh, narrative with this track that it's uh, it's geared up 
purely for the bombers, but the winners list doesn't uh, doesn't read like that whatsoever. It's it's a right mix and match of players who are longer, shorter. Um, but yes, the the common theme would be that on their game, on their day, these players are pretty damn good putters. Bermuda grass positive as well, I think. Mm, yep. Um, I've also, you know, if you look at previous winners here and, and I keep my rolling stats over eight weeks, um, you often get the winner here that's very, very significantly um, um, up towards the top of my rolling putting average putts per GIR mark mm. and just reading it through. Uh, Xander's at one. This is over the last eight tournaments. John Rahm in two. None of this will surprise you. Uh, Bre- Brendan Todd in three. I mean, if if you're winning two golf tournaments and almost winning a third at the RSM Classic, you're not putting too badly, are you? No. JT Poston at four. I think he could be an interesting chance for a, no. a bigger price. Poston. And then Justin Thomas at five with Paul Casey and Gary Woodland rounding out the top seven. So those are guys that have got some confidence with a putter right now. Um, I'll tell you the guys I've tipped. Um, I've gone for win only on... Brent Earn on uh, Justin Thomas. 11 to 2 with Ball Sports. That's a win only price. I backed yeah, him I up. You fancied Thomas, haven't you? I've you fancied, fancied Thomas for this for a while. Yeah. Um, of the of the single digits, Thomas it wasn't it wasn't too much of a debate mentally for me. No. One one thing of note, I don't know if you came across this. I mean, I have down tooled across December. I haven't really followed anything around golf apart from the main headlines. Um, one thing I did notice, John Rahm got married last weekend in Bilbao. He did, yeah. Yep. And I'm not sure that really would persuade me to get involved with him at 4-1. to one. No, it's a short price for a player who's, uh, whose focus has obviously been elsewhere over the last uh, last few weeks. We saw, saw similar with uh, Ricky Fowler, didn't we? Fowler got married and, uh, and his form's been... Uh, Way off over the last uh, few weeks. Isn't I it? don't care what kind of support team you've got or what kind of professional, you know, team that gets everything sorted for you. I think if you've just been married, the build up to the marriage, the emotional side of it, the party, the travelling in this case. Bearing in mind he's going to have been in Spain, now he's travelling all the way to Hawaii. Yeah, that isn't ideal. It can't be. No. And at four to one, you need a player that you got. You you know you need to be ticking every single box. That's my downside on John Rahm. Golf course suits that suits him perfectly. Um, Xander at eights. He does specialise in these um, in these um, low number invitationals, doesn't he? That's what, that's what he tends to win. You think about it. He was second at the Tour Championship. That's a thirty man field. He came very very close to defending in China. Um, if I was if if I was selecting uh, one of the top three, uh, my ranking would be Ram third, Xander two, and I've gone for JT as my number one. Yeah, that's yeah. just the way that I'm thinking on this. Justin Thomas, I just think his President's Cup performance, uh, three and a half points, uh, led led the American team. Two wins with Tiger Woods when playing with Tiger. We know that playing with Tiger can be a real tr- can be an absolute poison chalice in in some of these President's Cups yeah. or Ryder Cups. Um, they they bonded nicely. He then racked up another point and a half with Fowler in the two matches he played with Ricky. Did lose his singles, but three and a half points. Played very nicely uh, the outing before there at the Hero World Challenge where he played 72 holes with Tiger. I just think that's the kind of thing that will in- boost him. And I, I just, I think 11 to 2 is 11 to 2. It's not a huge price. I do note in the preview, 
four of the last ten winners here have been single digit, and two of the last four winners here have been single digit. So if one of the top three does win, for me, it's Justin Thomas. Yeah, yep. I can see your logic. Average price of the winner here, though, across 10 years is 17 to 1. If you take that since the wraparound season started, it's 15 to 1. So, okay, I've gone for a 16 to 1 chance. I've also gone heavy, three each way, Gary Woodland, who was second here last year. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a popular punt this week, I think, Gary Woodland. Playing nicely, isn't he? Hmm. I think he was, well, let, me, let me recap, he was third at the CJ Cup in Korea. He then, um, he gave us an each-way place when he uh, played the Zozo, he was in the top five there. Uh, he was the 54-hole leader at the Hero World Challenge uh, in the mid uh, start of December. Didn't disgrace himself at the President's Cup. And actually, the putter has been warmer than usual. In fact, he was in the top four for putts per GIR at that Tiger event in Albany, Bahamas. So if you put yeah. Woodland's tee to green excellence with a putter that's warm, and, he's, and he, he putts nicely on Tiff Eagle, he's a great wind player. You know, on a golf course where total driving is such a, a key stat, you just know with Gary, he's long as you like. He can, he can, he's got that low uh, ball pro- uh, trajectory, that low, um, what are they? it's not a skimmer. Stinger. Stinger, not a Stinger. skimmer. I've got skimmer in my mind. He's got all of that. He, he can hit three three uh, woods just as far as many people hit the driver. I think he's got a great game for around here when the when the wind's blowing. And actually, he's been scrambling well of late as well, which often is his weakness. He's in the top five, uh, again, on my rolling scrambling statistics. So um, I think Gary's got a great chance. Um, I won't mention my third selection because I know that you're all over him like an oily rash. So do you want to mention that mm. you're the guy that you've backed this week? Yeah, it's the only only bet I've had thus far, actually. But uh, it, yeah, I, I think, again, is another one is going to be popular simply because the price. I think it's a, a little bit disrespectful for what he's achieved over the last uh, last few weeks. And that's that's Brendan Todd, who um, is available. I know you've, you've put him down at um, 45 to 1 with 5 each way, a fifth of the odds, William Hill. I was greedy. I took him at 50 to 1 with a quarter of the odds um, for top four. But uh, you can play that either way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can play that either way, depending how you see it. Um, But yeah, Brendan Todd, um, for a guy who's won twice, finished fourth, and as you said, um, had a great chance, didn't he, at the RSM to go and make it three out of three, which would have been Mm, an incredible feat. Absolutely incredible, but uh, some some cracking rounds in that. I mean, he won the Bermuda. He shot a sixty-two in the final round. He made birdie after birdie after birdie, didn't he? Yeah. To, to take that uh, to take that uh, tournament, uh, won the Mayakoba with a sixty-three in the first round and and hung on to to win there. Another sixty-two at the RSM in the third round on the Saturday. Again, that really teed him up for a another assault on the title. Couldn't I, I guess he ran out of steam a little bit by the end there, but. Um, well, Cracking yeah, and 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 the fact the media would have been going on about it all week about you know the last yeah. man to do it was two thousand and six Tiger Woods, you know, for, for a guy of relatively you know low status uh, who hadn't you know who'd only won one PGA Tour event until two weeks beforehand, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, actually, is. to get in that position where he led off the fifty four holes just shows the standard of golf that the guy's playing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what we what we'll see is whether this is a, a flash in the pan or a pretty substantial flash in the pan, 
um, or whether he's uh, you know going to establish himself as a uh, yeah a, a really competitive player. He's just outside the top fifty in the world now, sixty third, yeah. I think he was on the last count. Mm. So he's got a lot to lot to play for, lots to fight for over the next few weeks. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. But going back to those wins, the um, Bermuda Championship was on Tiff Eagle, so there's a decent correlation there. He was third for putting on that week, so clearly reacts on the surface. Mayakoma was coastal, the RSM was coastal again. Again, it was Bermuda again. So, and um, his putting performance at the RSM was another notable second for putting average, second for putts per putts per round in old money as well. So clearly putting very nicely on Bermuda putting surfaces. Um, one attempt here uh, on this track, eighth back in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah, but uh, T to T to green that that week, eighty percent accuracy, eighty one point nine percent greens in regulation. Clearly suited his eye from T to green. So tight altogether. I think I, I I see no reason not to not to take a punt just out of curiosity at kind of forty five fifty to one. See uh, see if he can continue that run of form. If you look strokes going T to green, Todd is actually quite prominent because he just hits so many fairways. I mean, strokes gained off the tee. He's, he's, he's a phenomenal drive of the ball in terms of accuracy. So he might not be the longest, but you just know that he's hitting fairway after fairway after fairway. His positional game off the tee is fantastic. Yep. And I think that ties in here. You know, his tee to green game has clearly been at the very, very high end. But we just, you, you, know, you know with Todd, he, he won his first event in 2014. That was the year where he really, really hit the PGA Tour hard. And his highest rank in the world was, I think it was 41, which came at the turn of 2015. And if, you, if you're looking at it from a golfer perspective, to get established in that top 50 is within reach for him right now. So, you know, there's all oh, the, you know, okay, he's qualified for Augusta. He's, he's, he's got a lot of invites into big tournaments. But if he can get himself, haul himself into the top 50 and establish himself, that's, that's opening a whole new world for Brendan Todd. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing for a player, particularly, you know, who's kind of been there, dropped away a little bit and, uh, you know, is, is looking to re-establish himself as a, uh, as a top-class player. But, yeah. Given what we saw at the back end of last year, who's to say he won't hit the ground running again at the start of this year? And uh, and that price could be could look very very generous by the time we get to uh, Sunday evening. I think regrets for me at the end of last year were not was not clearly backing Todd at both Mayakoba and the RSM Classic because yeah. there was value in his price against some pretty average Absolutely. players. Hey, he, he, the, the price pushed out slightly from his Bermuda win to Mayakoba. I know it was a, it was a better field, but even mm. so. For a guy who just won to, to go, you know, it was a hundred to one, and I think he was available at one ten the week yeah. after my go. But the other thing I noticed about twenty fourteen was that year that he won. He won the Byron Nelson at a very windy Las Colinas in Texas. Mm. He then went fifth at Colonial, eighth at the Memorial, seventeenth at the U.S. Open, fifth at the Quicken Loans, and fourth at the Greenbrier Classic. So clearly. Now, back then, he was stringing five, six, seven tournaments together, contending performances. Yeah. So there's, there's no reason why I don't see him go well this week. Although, in reality, I think while I next week, the Sony Open will be a course that suits him far more. So I think you and I need to be in the headspace, Paul, that if he disappoints this week, you follow up. You definitely follow up next week as well on Todd. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there a reason to, to suggest that he won't go well both weeks? Well, as you said, he's, he's a guy who seems to be able to hold his form for a prolonged period of time mm. when he finds it. I suspect when he, you know, at some point, it will go right off the boil again, as we often see with his, his golfers. But um, 
Mm. If you can get him up, get him for some decent prices while he's still warm, then uh, so be it. Did you come close on any other players? The one who kept catching my eye was Matt Kuchar, but I, there's not enough in his game recently to really give me the yeah, give, mm. give me the confidence that he's worth a punt. But we know, know he's, we he's know played, he's good played the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with wind in the forecast, um, he's played the track a lot. He gets on with Bermuda. Um, I just there wasn't enough of a spark there in in weeks um, you know, before Christmas to really give me a give me the confidence to, to pull the trigger on him. But no, other than that, I, Todd was the knee jerk reaction when I saw the odds at the back end of last week, and uh, I, I may well just stick with that particular one and, and be done with it this week. There were quite a few markets up last week, weren't there? Mm. I'm getting confused yeah. by weeks because of Christmas, but I know that Todd's been he's been backed as soon as those markets would come because there was there was fifty to one about him. Yeah, yeah. It's well, uh, there were a few players who dropped out as well, so I know yeah, yeah, some yeah. people got some decent prices on the likes of Woodland and early prices at twenty two to one when when there were still forty odd players being quoted for this. But uh, as a few have dropped out, naturally the markets had to to adjust accordingly. So some prices have taken a bit of a bit of a knife to them anyway as i know in my yeah. preview we've had the likes of brian Harmon at 33 to 1 we've had pat perez at both 33 to 1 and 80 to 1 and we've had brand schnedeker at 66 to 1 all placing here in the last four or five years so in, you know unless we have a jonathan bird type shock uh 50 to 1 that was back in 2011 and if there's going to be one guy that might shock it could be todd that's clearly playing mm-hmm. the golf of his life um there will be someone at that kind of price point, especially this year with not the super best field that we've seen here. Someone is going to come in at that kind of each way spot, that that kind of juicy 33, 40 to up to 50 to one price that's going to probably nick a spot. I just think Todd's the most likely of those guys. Personally, I would rather be on Brendan Todd than someone like Cameron Champ. Mm. Although I can see why people are getting excited about Champ because they're going down this absolute, you know this bomber route, which is so easy to get sucked into here. Yeah, yeah. If you and if you subscribe to that narrative, that angle, then it's difficult to push yourself away from someone like Champ. Mm. But uh, no, I, I'm with you. I think think Todd's the better bet at that uh, that kind of price point. Right then. So for me, Thomas and Woodland, and for both of us, Brendan Todd. Those are the uh, players that we're backing this week at the Century Tournament of Champions. Right, short show, only one tournament to discuss. Uh, We're going to go on our merry way and uh, look forward, of course, uh, to New Year's Eve and uh, New Year's Day in the next couple of, uh, or next 48 hours. Um, It's up to, we'll wish you, of course, a um, a merry. What, what am I talking about? New Year, uh, a, a happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year, yeah. Happy New Absolutely. Year to you, Paul. Happy New Year to listeners. And a, yeah. we will be back, of course, for next week's. We're actually back to normal next week, aren't we? Um, we're back to Indeed. the full working week, and uh, we'll be back with the Sony Open on the PJ Tour. And Paul has got the delightful South African Open on the European Tour. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, and we'll see you again soon. Bye bye. <laughs>